Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate girl bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hi, I'm Ashley Flowers, creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. Every Monday, me and my best friend Britt break down a new case, but not in the way you've heard before, and not the cases you've heard before. You'll hear stories on Crime Junkie that haven't been told anywhere else. I'll tell you what you can do to help victims and their families get justice. Join us for new episodes of Crime Junkie every Monday, already waiting for you by searching for Crime Junkie wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company, Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Hello. From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. This month, we're talking about mischief makers, oddballs, chameleons, and nonconformists, queens of quick wit. Today, we're talking about a woman who concocted an intricate scheme to impersonate Queen Marie Antoinette, all for the sake of living a life of luxury. Let's talk about Jeanne de Valois Saint-Rémy. Jeanne de Valois Saint-Rémy was born in 1756. Her father was an illegitimate descendant of Henry II of France, from the House of Valois. Her mother was a maid. Jeanne was raised on an estate her father inherited, but it was far from glamorous. Her parents did little to maintain the residence, and Jeanne and her siblings were responsible for the upkeep of the property. When Jeanne was young, her father moved the family to Paris in hopes of advancing their status. But the move did more harm than good, and the family resorted to begging for money. After Jeanne's father died, her mother left the three children in the care of the Marquise de Boulonvilliers. Fortunately, the Marquise and his wife were generous people. The couple sent Jeanne to boarding school and were able to prove her royal lineage securing her a small annual stipend from the crown. Jeanne later met and married Nicolas de la Motte, an officer in the local police force. Despite having very loose noble ties, the couple began to call themselves Count and Countess de la Motte. 
Nikola was forced to resign from his post following Jean's scandalous affair with his commanding officer. With no source of income, the couple went to Paris to try and curry favor with the royal court. Around this time, Jean started having an affair with Reto de Villette. Reto, similarly, was an opportunist who hung around the fringes of the court. He dabbled in the sex trade and was a talented forger. In 1983, Jean met Cardinal Louis de Rohan. Hailing from one of France's most noble families, the cardinal was exactly what Jean was looking for rich, powerful, and desperate. The cardinal had fallen out of favor with the royal family and was hopelessly trying to get back into their good graces. Jeanne became his mistress and convinced the cardinal that she was close friends with Queen Marie Antoinette. With the help of Reto's forgery skills, Jeanne began sending letters to the cardinal posing as the queen. The queen would ask the cardinal for loans, claiming the allowance she received from the king just wasn't enough. This was all quite believable, as she had a reputation for overspending. Of course, any money the cardinal sent went directly into Jeanne's pocket. As a result, she flaunted her wealth and continued to move up the social ladder. The letters between the cardinal and the queen turned from friendly to flirty. The cardinal convinced himself that the queen was in love with him, he asked Jean to coordinate a meeting with his illicit pen pal. Although it was risky, Jean knew it was critical to her scheme. So she arranged for a sex worker who bore a striking resemblance to Marie Antoinette to meet the cardinal in a late-night rendezvous in the Versailles Gardens. Amazingly enough, the cardinal fell for the elaborate ruse. Jean knew she had him in her pocket. So when renowned jewelers Charles Bomer and Paul Bassenge were trying to sell the necklace they'd made for King Louis XV's mistress, Jean saw the perfect opportunity. King Louis XV had died before the necklace was complete. Made up of 647 diamonds, Bomer and Bassenge had gone into debt to create this opulent necklace, and now they had no buyer. They tried to sell it to the royal family, but the new king had no intention of honoring his father's deal. And his queen, Marie Antoinette, wanted nothing to do with the piece of jewelry originally intended for a royal mistress. Jeanne sensed the jeweler's desperation and pounced. She had Reto forge another letter from the queen. This time, the queen told the cardinal that she did actually want the necklace, but knew her husband wouldn't approve because of the country's grim financial state. The cardinal began negotiations to buy the necklace on behalf of his royal lover. In the end, the grand total came out to be around 1.6 million livres, well over $10 million today. The jewelers gave the necklace to a close friend and confidant of the queen, Jeanne. Jeanne then gave the necklace to her husband, who disassembled it and took it to London to be sold off in pieces. The plan went off without a hitch. Now Jean was actually rich, even wealthier than some royals. What she failed to plan for was the follow-up. The jewelers never received payment and questioned why the queen wasn't wearing this magnificent piece of jewelry. To find out where their money was, the jewelers wrote to the queen to explain the situation. The blame immediately landed on the cardinal. In his appearance before the king and queen, the cardinal presented the letter in which he believed the queen had asked him to buy the necklace. 
it was instantly clear that the letter was a fake. It was signed with the Queen's full name, when everyone knew that the royals only signed letters with their first name. The scam revealed all roads led back to Jeanne and her accomplices. She was arrested shortly after the cardinal. In 1786, a public trial was held. The entire story, complete with details of a sex worker credibly impersonating the queen, was revealed to a scandalized public. Jeanne feigned innocence, but was ultimately found guilty of being the mastermind behind the whole plot. She was publicly whipped and branded as a thief before being sent off to serve a life sentence in prison. Always crafty, Jeanne managed to escape after just a year. In 1789, Jeanne, now a safe distance away in London, published her memoir. She painted herself as the heroine and the queen as the villain. The entire affair of the diamond necklace severely hurt public opinion of the monarchy. The lies in Jeanne's book added fuel to the fire, especially around distaste for the queen. The rising discontent laid the groundwork for the French Revolution and eventually the execution of Marie Antoinette in 1793. Jeanne de Valois Saint-Rémy died in August of 1791. She was 35 years old. All month, we're talking about mischief makers. For more information, find us on Facebook and Instagram at Womanica Podcast. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Hi, I'm Ashley Flowers, creator and host of the number one true crime podcast, Crime Junkie. Every Monday, me and my best friend Britt break down a new case, but not in the way you've heard before and not the cases you've heard before. You'll hear stories on Crime Junkie that haven't been told anywhere else. I'll tell you what you can do to help victims and their families get justice. Join us for new episodes of Crime Junkie every Monday, already waiting for you by searching for Crime Junkie wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Johnny B. Good, the host of the podcast Creating a Con, the story of BitCon. This podcast dives deep into the story of Ray Trapani and his company Centratech. I'll explore how 320-somethings built a company out of lies, deceit, and greed. I've been saying since a very young age that I was going to be a millionaire. If someone's like, oh, what's your best way of making money? I'm like, oh, we should start some sort of scheme. Listen to Creating a Con, the story of BitCon, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.